Hello, co-creators. On this platform, we are reawakening. You were brought here today because you believe in Reawaken Co's vision. And that vision is to reinvent the wellness framework of care with an intersectional feminist lens. What started as a simple interview webinar series has turned into a showcase that is building. And my friends, we are going to move mountains. With your help, and I'm definitely going to need it, we can deliver wellness education not otherwise accessible anywhere else. We can show up for a healthier, more inclusive, anti-oppressive, reawakened world. And here on Inspiring Insights, we do just that. And if you know a wellness provider who is doing this work, we want to hear from them. Send us a quick message on our Instagram account at reawaken underscore co so that we can continue to achieve our goal. And that goal is that by 2025, there will be 10,000 more women and non-binary folk in the world empowered and living up to their true authentic wellness potential. Don't forget, if you like what we do, follow us and share our content with the people you love in your life. And without further ado, tune in for this conversation with this amazing wellness provider we spoke to just today. Hey, everybody. Uh, as you know, I am your host, Queen Erin. Uh, I'm running these um, inspiring insights, live uh, videos and recordings, just based off of uh, the interest that I had received from, um, I guess, partners and supporters of Queen Wellness. And I'm so happy to be able to host amazing humans on this platform. And um, yeah, so tonight we're going to be talking about the stress skin connection. Um, as I said, a topic very near and dear to a lot of people's hearts and especially near and dear to Dr. Olivia Lung. Welcome aboard, Dr. Olivia. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Erin. I'm so excited about tonight to talk all about the skin. You know, it's my jam. So thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. So before we get going into anything, um, I'm just gonna, I guess, introduce Dr. Olivia a little bit more. So her and I actually went to school together, went to naturopathic medical college together, um, formed a, a great friendship from there. And wow, how much has changed in just a year since we've both graduated. Um, Dr. Olivia has went on to form her own healthcare clinic, Avena Health Clinic. Congrats <laughs> on that. Thank you. It's been a wild year. <laughs> <laughs> it has been, yeah, the, the wildest of the wild. Um, so yeah, I guess um, Dr. Olivia wanted to talk more about skincare and specifically the stress can, skin connection tonight because um, so many of us have to deal with acne, with psoriasis, with eczema, and especially now in the age of sanitizing our hands everywhere we go, uh, we do have a lot more issues to do with our skin health, um, even on our hands from our faces to other parts of our body. And tonight is really meant for you viewers to 
um, get a more holistic approach to your skincare routine um, in order to actually start implementing what you can. And know that these things are um, fairly safe. Uh, what we'll talk about is fairly safe, but obviously any herbal um, cream or ointment has just as many kind of, maybe not just as many, but definitely has side effects that comes along with it. So um, my hope is here today to inform you as best as possible to really, um, yeah, just like be more educated on your own kind of skin health and maybe some other kind of hidden issues that aren't necessarily on first on your mind when you're thinking about, oh, why do I have this skin condition or why is, why am I breaking out kind of thing? So yeah, we're going to be going uh, beyond skin deep here in this chat with Dr. Olivia. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I'll start off by just uh, asking you, Dr. Olivia, how did you kind of come about uh, your whole Avena Health Clinic and really focusing in on skin conditions? Yeah, uh, how do I say this in summary? Um, so for me, you know, personally, I, I have acne prone skin. You know, I've struggled with it for most of my life and I still occasionally have the breakouts and so on and so forth, right? So I know the pain of wanting clear skin, of wanting to cover up your skin when you go out, um, but also the pain of not knowing why, um, mm. and then going to you know various dermatologists or whoever, and they just said, oh, you know, just take this topical, just do this, do that. And yes, it would kind of help, but not really. And I was just really frustrated as to why this was happening. Um, and so I eventually started to do my own research and what I learned was the importance of looking skin deep. So it's not just about your skincare routine. It's not about just the topicals. It's about looking into other aspects of your health. And when I look back, my skin was at its absolute worst when I was an undergrad. So with reflecting, that was when I drank more than I normally do. I was sleep deprived, I was anxious, I was stressed out, I was eating junk food, um, hitting up snack bar all the time, right? And so I had horrible cystic acne um, and my skin was just bad. And, and so being able to evaluate, okay, these are maybe some of those factors that I actually need to look into instead of spending all this money on different topicals, right? And yes. so that's when I started to create healthier habits. And I finally started seeing change. It took time, don't get me wrong. It wasn't just like magic, like I had clear skin. It took a year of commitment, of motivation, of you know, changing my lifestyle. Um, and I started to heal. So slowly, but I was healing and I was finally seeing some change. And by no means is my skin perfect, right? Like I have my good days, my bad days, bad months, whatever. Um, but the difference was, I knew my triggers and knowing why I was breaking out was the best thing. And I was like, okay with that. Like, yeah, okay. You know, maybe it's because I had this or I did that. That's why I'm breaking out. And that clarity was, was me being okay with it. And so I finally felt confident about it and about my own skin. And that's really the, you know, the ongoing journey of that is what inspires me to kind of help other people figure out what are those triggers? What are those things that they can do to achieve what I like to call skin confidence. Um, and skin confidence extends beyond just what we see here. It's about feeling, you know, 
confident about your health and being able to take control of your own health um, and adapt to it. So that's really the premise of what a Vena Health Clinic is. It's trying to support you through life seasons, which is which is our you know little slogan that I say, but that's really what it is, right? Like life is always changing. We have to adapt. And this clinic is really just the vision of it is to support you through all those different life stages. Um, so it's a long story about me and the clinic and why skin is my jam. I just love to talk about it and teach about it. So. Wow. You even yeah. just like talking from your own experience, Olivia, you have so much to offer in terms of of really helping people with their skin and and I, I feel you the skin confidence is is number one you know if you don't feel confident literally in your own skin what other like how it affects so many parts of our lives whether that's our career you know how we show up to work every day um, how we show up in relationships you know even yeah. our own self-confidence so you touch on so many good points there and I'm sure you know it's almost teenage years are synonymous with acne <laughs> it yep. seems and that's exactly what it is you know we're we're coming into our own but we're also dealing with a lot of our own skin issues and we're so conscious and aware of how we look right and that doesn't really go away just because you know it's 10 years later um, you might have scars from acne or you might have, uh, you might still be suffering from sort of uh, acne or, or any other sort of uh, condition that we might have had, you know, whether it's allergies or um, eczema, you know, that really yeah. come out. So, yeah, you've touched on a nice few things there and I'm, I'm really excited to host you. For, for those of you at home watching, if you have any questions, just drop them uh, in the little chat box there. We, we are happy to... Um, to take those questions. And if we don't have time because we're on a huge rent, we'll just do it at the end. Um, mm -hmm. But but hoping, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to answer any people's questions as we start. And, and so I was hoping Dr. Olivia, if you could maybe just touched on, you, you touched a little bit about like your lifestyle changes and how you came about really helping your skincare. Um, so, for people at home who don't necessarily know where to start, where's a good place? Um, because really we're going further than skin deep, right? We're going inwards and a lot, I know in traditional Chinese medicine, the skin is kind of like how we detoxify, you know? So a lot of things, a lot of toxins come out of our skin and not everyone knows that. So maybe what are, what's one thing that we can start with? Um, What's one thing? Well, the very first step that I, you know, do with any patient that comes in is awareness and practicing mindfulness. Like that's actually where we start. Um, and mindfulness in the sense to listen to their body. So what is your body telling you? Right. So even if two people come in with acne, they're, you know, the, the root cause of their acne might be different, right? So what's causing it in this person, what's causing it in that person. And the very first step is what are the signs? What's your body telling you? And so this is something I go back to and build on with every follow-up visit too, because it allows that person to kind of evaluate where their health stands now, their baseline, um, and then be able to kind of check in again and see how that transformation has changed. So I would say the very first step is doing like a symptom tracker. Okay, so um, how often are you breaking out? When? 
Is it, you know, a specific time of month that you notice your skin's getting worse? Was there more stress, which is the topic of today, but was there more stress that you were dealing with? Were there more deadlines? Were you eating a little bit off? Um, did you have an upset stomach? Did you, what else was going on in your life around that time? And so symptom tracking is a very first step, which is a form of mindfulness um, to kind of get closer to that answer. Wow, that, yeah, I love that because really in essence, the awareness piece is so big, right? We just mm -hmm. think that we're, we're constantly victims of our life and our circumstances and it's so not the case, right? We have, um, we really have agency in our own health and we don't always know that. And so getting kind of down to that root cause, like you said, Dr. Olivia, it's, it's so key because yes, you can, you know, you can just say that you have <laughs> acne or, or eczema for your whole life, you know, or for mm -hmm. an extended period time or during the winter or whatever. But unless you actually question, okay, what am I doing to maybe my internal uh, organs mm -hmm. or maybe what am I eating? What am I putting in my body? Um, what am I putting on my body? Yeah, um, yeah. Is it toxic? You know, all these things that, that we can really question that I, I often find people don't. Do you find that in your own practice? Like they don't actually see that step until someone like a naturopathic doctor really guides them toward that yeah i think so i think that's definitely the case because um you know the first visit with a naturopath or a lot of holistic practitioners it's it's a long intake right and we're not just asking oh you know like how's your skin like we're asking about your diet your sleep your digestion your poops like everything and they come out of that like oh my gosh like i just got bombarded <laughs> with questions right but everything is important and what I often find is like people will come in with a very clear physical manifestation of, of like acne. Yes. Okay. Yes. You have acne or yes, you have eczema. Yes. You have psoriasis. Right. But often that physical manifestation tends to overshadow other things that are going on. Like you said, right. So what's the internal imbalance or dysfunction that's happening that need our attention just as much as, you know, what we see on the outside and are most likely the root cause of, what you see on the outside, right? So this is really highlighting that importance of mindfulness and just listening, like taking that chance to listen to your body. Um, and so, you know, I, I get them to check in on their energy regularly, their sleep, how they eat um, or how they feel before and after meals, which tells me a little bit about the state of their digestion, um, yeah. their overall mood, right? Mental, emotional, uh, factors play a huge role in skin health. And, and, and so my role as a practitioner or as a teacher is to try to piece together all these like seemingly random symptoms that don't seem related to your skin into one big picture and allow them to see those connections. And that's really the starting point for understanding the why behind, you know, a treatment, you know, a treatment recommendation. Yep. Um, right. And so it allows you to understand the why, like, why do I need to improve my sleep for, for my skin? Like, I know I need to improve my sleep maybe for energy, but like, how does that affect my skin? Or why do I need to cut out these certain foods? Um, why, you know, why, right. And knowing the why is the most important part for long-term 
changes because that provides you that motivation and commitment over time. Like when things, when life gets busy again or things get inconvenient, you come back to that why and it allows you to restart again, right? And so like healing is not linear by any means. You're always going to have a little bit of setbacks and you're going to come back to it. But the important thing is you come back and restart. Um, and that why piece is the key to allow you to get back to that point each time. Oh my goodness. Yes, queen. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so key. I mean, everyone who's watching right now, like, does that make sense? Like how important is it that like, if we start from, and I always like liken it to this metaphor of building a house, right? So if we start from like mm. the first floor, but don't lay a foundation underneath yet, um, we really yeah, have yeah. have neglected a huge part of our own house, right? And so in terms of healthcare, that's the same sort of concept. Knowing your why, getting to like the baseline and getting to the root issue. So then you can actually build from there. And that like you mentioned, Dr. Olivia, really starts just from knowing the why first off and then the basics. Like we haven't, it's, it's been like 20 minutes, 10 minutes into this call and we haven't even gotten into like skincare products or anything because that's not yeah. it. You need to go internal first, if anything. Yep. Yeah. And I like that analogy that you use about building a house because like that's definitely one I use with my patients too. Yeah. And I, you know, first step with anyone is like, we need to focus on the foundations of health, like the foundation of a home, right? So movement, um, sleep, diet, right? Digestion, um, connection, right? Having that meaningful relationships and purpose, like those are all foundations of health. And if there are cracks in the foundation, any topical you add, anything you, you know, you do, it's, it's kind of be kind of like a temporary fix until you get that base strong again, right? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you exactly. And I see some people just being like, oh yeah, <laughs> I agree, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so yeah, yeah. if I'm someone who has a specific condition, say I have acne, um, are there a few different you know, root causes that I can look toward or is acne the only, you know, is it just hormonal? Is it just because I'm wearing a mask every day at work? You know, what is it? And um, do you go through that with your patients that you see? Yeah. Yeah. So um, like I said, that first, the first homework piece of homework I get people to do is a symptom tracker. And then I also get them to do a diet diary to see if you know, is it the foods that you're eating that might be causing um, some sort of stress in the body? So, you know, eating foods that you're sensitive to that can trigger, you know, a low-grade immune response almost daily, that's a form of physical stress on the body, right? Your immune system is constantly turned on. That's a stress. So diet diary is key. Um, and then, so I kind of go from an inside-out approach, right? So evaluating all those foundations, um, energy and whatever else. And then I do kind of like a skincare inventory. So I'll, you know, ask an individual about what their morning routine is, what their bedtime routine is, what products they've used in the past that have worked, what they've been sensitive to, what they're currently using. Um, and as part of that activity, I kind of direct them to, um, so the environmental working group has this really great database called Skin Deep Database. And it 
allows you to search the product, right? So a lot of commonly common brands, drugstore brands, Sephora brands, like whatever. Um, <clears throat> it gives you kind of a rating as to how clean and safe a product is. And that clean, the clean and safeness of a product is dependent on are there hormone disrupting chemicals? Are there things that do funny things to our hormone levels? Do they contain carcinogens that can cause, you know, increase the risk of cancer or cause a burden on your detox um, organs, right? Because anytime a toxic, a toxin or a chemical comes into our body, our liver has to break it down, then our kidneys kind of like, you know, have to excrete it. And if this is a daily thing you're exposing yourself to, that again, just keeps building, it keeps building and is a form of stress on the body too. So um, that's definitely a really good resource that I get people to kind of fact check what they use. Um, and, and then we kind of go cool. from there. That's golden. Yeah. So the environmental working group has a database called, can you say it again? The yeah, so it's called the Skin Deep Database. So if you just go into Google, search EWG Skin Deep Database, it'll pop up and they have the option, if you have it on your phone, like an app, you can scan barcodes um, and it'll pop up or you just punch in the name and it'll give you a rating from, uh, it, there's an EWG certified, which is like the stamp, like the golden stamp, stamp of approval. Um, to 10. So 10, you want to avoid. So you want to stay between a rating of one to two. Um, and then anything beyond that, you kind of want to limit or avoid. Okay. That's like super useful information. Thank you so much. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of the actual stress response now, and obviously Lord knows everyone is under <laughs> an extreme amount of stress, especially now, but in general, you know, even before COVID hit, um, there was a lot of stress that especially city women were under. And, um, and by city women, I mean like working professionals, <laughs> but of course a lot of other people are also under stress. And um, I, I really wanted to get deeper today into our stress response or like our physiological stress response, what hormones play um, the biggest factor especially when it comes to skin breakouts. And so let's just dig deeper into that a little bit. So I know obviously, you know, you have the stress, you have the cortisol release. What, what kind of comes next from there? Yeah, so understanding that a stressor can be, you know, mental, emotional, or physical, like I said, it could be, you know, from the foods that we're eating, a topical irritant that you're doing on a daily basis. Um, but regardless your body responds the same way it'll pump out cortisol which is a stress hormone and what that does how that's connected to the skin is that it can potentially increase oil production at the level of hair follicles so that's where acne is formed right it's um hair follicles with you know dead skin cells in combination with oil you mix that together you get a clogged pore right so cortisol can affect um our blood glucose levels. So if you think way back when, you know, when we had to be primed to run away from a bear or a predator or whatever, you want to, in a stress response, you want to be able to have blood sugar ready, right? Because you want to make sure the sugar can go to your brain, it can go to your muscles, it gets you ready to run away. But now in modern day society, we don't really need to respond that way, right? 
Um, but again, we cannot discriminate the different types of stressor. So as a response now to stress, that means you have an elevation of blood sugar. And what that does is that it can then stimulate this other hormone called insulin. So you commonly hear about blood sugar balance and insulin resistance and whatnot in diabetes or even like PCOS. Um, so why, how does that affect the skin? So insulin itself, which is that troublemaker <laughs> chemical, like it does wonderful things, but when it comes to the skin, um, there's actually insulin receptors at the level of the hair follicles that turn on that oil production. So if insulin is constantly on through, you know, high blood sugar levels from chronic stress, or maybe even eating a diet high in refined sugars or processed sugars, insulin's constantly up. So that means oil production is also up, right? So insulin is one of the key hormones that um, you would think about. So again, in conditions like PCOS, that's when insulin resistance is a key, key thing we need to look into. So insulin, um, but if we are going to kind of pivot a little bit and talk more about stress hormones itself, cortisol, so that stress hormone, again, can increase the production of androgens. So androgens is the broad term for things like testosterone, our DHT, DHEA, those things. Um, and those hormones, again, there are receptors for them at the level of the hair follicle that can be turned on or that can turn on the oil glands to produce oil. And again, that whole cascade of in combination with the dead skin cells can cause a clog pore. So we're hearing insulin involvement, we're hearing sex hormones involvement, um, and there are so many other players too. Um, but those would be the main ones. Um, but if we're talking a little bit more about an inflammatory response, Cortisol can also pump up those cytokines or the infla uh, inflammation markers that can yeah. then cause some local inflammation. Yeah. 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 Wow. That was super <laughs> detailed. That was a lot. I felt like I really rambled. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. And I'm sure that people love it too. Um, so like when you were talking about um, the secretion of androgens, that really got me thinking because you know, a lot of my audience, and I'm sure a lot of your audience and, and women in general uh, tend to seek out healthcare a little more. Um, so we're talking to you gals right now. Um, how is how is skin conditions related to maybe our menstrual cycle or our, our moon cycle? Um, how can we kind of relate those things and, and why is it always the case, you know, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting a craving for chocolate. And then all of a sudden the next day I eat the chocolate and then I'm like breaking out everywhere, <laughs> you know? When it comes to menstrual cycles, right? So menstrual cycles, that's when we have fluctuations in um, estrogen, progesterone. So it's so, usually that relative balance. So Oftentimes, even for myself and a lot of the women that come to see me, they always tend to break out about a week before their period. So, a little after ovulation, um, that's when they start to be, you know, oily skin, they break out, mood changes. And so, really, it's again that relative balance between estrogen and progesterone. So, post ovulation. So, so it's like it, that mid cycle. 
just so people. Sorry. sorry, post ovulation is like, so you ovulate it during your like your mid cycle, just so people know. Yeah, mid cycle, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's usually at the halfway point. That's when, when ovulation and anything after that. So progesterone is supposed to be a little bit higher. And so there's some sort of balance there, there and you're, you know, a little bit anxious or um, having, you know, disrupted sleep. That would be a hormone that we would look a little bit more into. Mm. Right? Okay. Um, and so there's that term that's kind of thrown around there. It's like estrogen dominance or, or whatnot. whatnot. And it's really, it's really, it's really that relative balance. It's not necessarily that you have a true estrogen excess. It's about, about the harmony between the two and just trying to keep it nice and balanced. Um, so those would be the two hormones that we would look into. And then for some individuals, androgens might be a little bit higher as well. Um, okay. And so this is usually, again, if there's some sort of insulin involvement, okay, so some blood sugar dysregulation, insulin resistance, that could potentially increase, again, relative higher level of androgens that we kind of need to look into as well. Yes. Okay. Thanks for explaining that. And, and it is the thing, you know, I find that I, how many of my friends are always like, Oh, I'm going to start, I'm about to start my period. Like I'm breaking out or even while they're on their period, um, they're breaking out and, it, and it's so common, you know? So that's, that's some really yeah. good info right there. And for, and for folks who are just joining, welcome. Um, I love the spirit and the energy here. And, know that we are also recording this on my laptop which is directly behind my phone um so we are actually on zoom and recording it i'm going to post this on our queen wellness facebook page and i'm going to email it out to all of you folks afterwards okay so don't worry if you just joined in you'll you'll get the full scoop afterwards um and at this point i just want to like put it out there if anybody has any questions that came up or comments or wants to like bring something up maybe they break out at a certain time like bring it on we're here we're here <laughs> yeah. yes i love it so yeah in the meantime we'll we'll just keep chatting and then uh anybody that has questions or anything just uh, yeah just just write it down in the the chat box there so i guess what i wanted to kind of steer the conversation towards now dr olivia is that um, we have, like you mentioned, a lot of toxins in our environment, uh, you know, in our foods, everywhere we go, even from the clothes and the laundry detergent that we're using. Um, so how can we kind of reduce our toxic load? Um, and maybe that might be one of the first steps that folks at home can try before they, you know, start going on these um, prescribed topicals that they have to wait a long time to see their dermatologist for and that, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So reducing your toxic loads. So again, just assessing your So one of the main things would be plastic. So, um, nice. Yes. Okay. We'll get to that in a second. It's a good question. I love chocolate too. And, I was like, like oh, man, oh man, do I need to cut this out? <laughs> um, but yeah, so reducing toxic load, one of the main ones is eliminating plastics from your life as much as you can. So if you're still using plastic water bottles to swap to, you know, either glass or stainless steel, um, 
even the same thing with like lunch boxes and containers if you can switch to glassware which is safe for reheating that's always always great and then on the in the realm of just kind of like personal care products um minimizing things that have just a lot of chemicals that you do not need right and so going through that skin deep database to again evaluate the health of the products you're using daily right so even in small amounts and if you're using it daily that has a compounded effect and oftentimes one of the responses my patients commonly have is like oh my gosh i'm gonna go home and throw everything out and that's not the goal right like I, I often urge people to just, you know, finish what you have, okay, and then focus on switching one product at a time, right? If you have the ability to, you know, get a whole bunch of new products, great, but maybe donate the rest of the things that you have. Um, you don't need to just toss it out, but choose one thing at a time. And not only is this kind of um, more, you know, eco-friendly and more easy on the wallet and the budget, but it also allows you to see when you're introducing new products, if there's any potential sensitivity, right? So if you're changing absolutely everything and you're having a reaction, it's really hard to tell, was it my moisturizer? Was it the toner? Was it the serum? Like, I don't know. So I usually, regardless of whether you're swapping, introduce one thing at a time so that you can keep a watchful eye for symptoms or aggravations. Yeah, um, nice. Another thing, yeah. Yeah, another way of kind of reducing your toxic load would just be doing some daily, you know, I guess, or detox, but just light daily things that you can do. So whether it be a contrast shower to kind of help increase your blood circulation to kind of pump everything out, get you nice and relaxed, um, you know, making sure that you're staying hydrated. Contrast shower as and like hot and then cold right so we're contrasting temperature yeah okay cool cool, cool. we could yes. have a whole other chat exactly. about contrast showers and their benefits <laughs> um yeah i just yes. wanted to sure everyone knew what that was <laughs> yeah yeah i kind of just like sprinkled it in there <laughs> yeah um Making sure that you're hydrated because, again, one of the best ways for your body to detox, the main ways of elimination are through having, having proper bowel movements, urination, and sweating, right? So moving your body daily. Um, it doesn't have to be like, you know, you're going crazy at the gym, but just 30 to 40 minutes of moving your body daily is going to allow you to just sweat, circulate the blood, um, hydrating, um, and eating foods that are, you know, working for you. And this can be a whole other conversation, but sometimes a health food for one person might not be healthy for another. So eating foods that um, your body responds to well and that nourish you um, and make you feel good. Yes, I love that. The eating foods part is big, um, especially with reheating foods, and you mentioned that in your um, previous statement about the whole um, like environmental toxins in plastics, and and it's true that really disrupts our uh, hormonal system. So, um, just going back to this chocolate and acne question, do you have any uh, words of wisdom for our friend here? Okay, chocolate and acne is there actually a link between them, or are they just both kind of pre-period? 
um, the chocolate being a craving and the period and the breakout being also pre-period? So there's a lot of different potential factors that could be related to this. So one, um, when we ovulate, if we're thinking like energetically and TCM as well, it's almost like our, our body is preparing for a potential pregnancy. So our caloric intake naturally increases. And that means you have cravings um, because, you know, you could be potentially pregnant. And so your body's almost prepping you to be like, all right, let's, let's get ready. Let's make sure we're eating enough. Um, so that could be a potential reason why we might be craving. Another one would be um, chocolate itself is high in magnesium. So oftentimes when, um, you know, menstrual cramps is a common symptom for you, magnesium is one of those things that kind of help relieve cramps. So again, that could be a potential. Now the link between why chocolate might cause a breakout is one, if it's chocolate that has high amount of sugar in it, it's really the sugar content that could be triggering um, the breakout. Um, if we again shift gears and talk a little bit about Chinese medicine, chocolate is very, it can be a hot type food. It's like, so in TCM, you can divvy things up into like a hot or cold, yin and yang, right? So chocolate's a little bit more on the yang side and it's also damp forming. So if you already have, you know, a damp constitution, you're increasing this dampness, this heat, and what acne is, is damp heat. So it's the stagnation of, of dampness and phlegm and, and all of that stuff. So chocolate could definitely worsen acne and it does for me because I have a damp constitution. So I know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we're just the way we're born, um, like really gives us that kind of constitution, but you know, so many other environmental things that we can do to, um, change those and, and kind of just monitor it as you go. I know I'm like more damp, um, like closer to my period. And it's true. Like after ovulation, about two weeks before I, I get more damp. And it makes sense only because we're literally accumulating blood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we are preparing to shed the blood. And so it's, it's accumulating and it's storing and it's doing that yin kind of yeah. motion, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, so. Um, yeah, that was a, an amazing question and, and very well answered. Thank you for that. Um, uh, before we kind of clue up and I hope you all are thinking more about any questions that you have. Um, I do want to just kind of talk about, uh, this beautiful handout that you shared with me, Dr. Olivia, and I want to just bring it up only because, um, you folks need this. I already know it, but it's always good to really just review it. So she talks about in this handout, some amazing things. Um, the top five ways to de-stress your skin. So the first one being prioritizing rest for you. Um, second, eating a whole foods diet. Third, ditching the sugar, which is big. Fourth, um, prioritizing that mental well-being, mental emotional stress of course, plays a huge role in our stress in general and how the physical body reacts. And um, then clean up your skincare products and you have a, an amazing little inventory there of, of ingredients to really avoid in general, like across the board, and then some ingredients mm -hmm. that really aggravate your acne. So yeah, I love that. Um, 
we we can definitely send this uh, PDF out and uh, you know what I'll do is just put it in um, the email for the replay I can put out that link so that everybody has access to this amazing amazing resource because people need this more I wish I had it when I was younger and had a lot of mm -hmm. this on my face <laughs> Um, okay, is there anything else that we wanted to bring up, discuss? Um, I know, Dr. Olivia, you are actually just uh, welcoming a new reflexologist to your clinic as well. So you guys are hosting a, uh, yes. a uh, giveaway right now. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just welcomed a new team member at Avena Health Clinic. Uh, her name is Kathy, and she's a registered reflexologist. Um, and this week also happens to be World Reflexology Week. So in part of that, um, and welcoming her, we are hosting a giveaway for Um. Oh, come on. Uh, you can win a free one-hour one reflexology session, so that's one full hour, um, and a custom essential oil blend for, you know, some rest and relaxation, and that's custom to what your body needs. So if it's pain, if it's stress or emotional trauma that needs to be, you know, released, um, she will kind of make a blend for you. And then for the two runner-up prizes, um, you get 50% off a one-hour session with her, and you also still get a custom essential oil blend. So, um, you know, there's grand prize winner, but I think the two runner-up prizes are pretty sweet as well. So uh, to enter, you just need to follow both of our accounts, like the post um, on my account, share it to, you know, any friend that you think needs some rest and relaxation. Um, and it is currently limited to just residents of the greater Toronto area. Um, so I will share some of those details with you, Erin, to kind of send it out. Um, but yeah, so the winner will be announced next Tuesday, next Tuesday. So the last day to enter will be Monday. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I'm Perfect. About it, about it. Mm -hmm. That sounds so good. Sounds like my kind of relaxation. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Dr. Olivia, can we get in touch with you at all through Instagram? Uh, I know that Avena Health Clinic has its own Instagram as well. Um, do you guys have a website? Yep. So um, you can go to avenahealthclinic.com. Um, that's the clinic website. And you can contact us via the clinic email. You can call the number. Um, you can send me a DM on Instagram or even on Facebook. Um, and I'll be happy to kind of chat with you guys. Um, yeah. Amazing. And before you go, I have somewhat of like a lightning round question. Um, just okay. so the folks at home kind of, maybe they're, maybe they're thinking, what's the top, uh, skincare product that you use or that you're using right now and that you love? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, can I name two potentially? Sure, of course. <laughs> okay, so with the transitioning weather change, it being hot, cold, hot, cold, I've been getting a lot of dry, flaky skin. 
So my go-to for the past couple of years is a rose water spray that I have in my purse. And anytime my face just needs a little bit of extra love, I just do a spritz and one, it smells great. It kind of lifts my mood a bit and it also hydrates my skin very well. So even if you have like a face of makeup, if you have makeup on, spraying the rose water works well with it. Um, so that would be my number one favorite product. And then number two is the Dr. Broner's um, hand sanitizer, which is a nice, clean hand sanitizer that is um, that doesn't contain too many chemicals or things that could disrupt your hormones and potentially affect your skin. So those would be amazing and very timely for this time of year. And now that everybody's hands are starting to get a little bit more dry uh, we're yeah. having to use a lot more sanitizer and for our hands everywhere we go so um yeah i even find myself just using a lot more coconut oil which is uh, antifungal antimicrobial and also just really soothing for the skin so thank you so much for those amazing amazing uh, bits of information. Does anybody have any other questions? Um, we have a bit more time, maybe like two or three minutes that we can kind of use for questions if anybody has them. Thank you so much again for tuning in everyone. And I can't wait to do this little edit for this replay. I think this went amazing. And uh, I'm so, so glad that you were able to get your message out there for all the wonderful women across Canada, maybe across the world, who knows who's listening. And um, I really, really appreciate this clear skin, clear confidence skin, um, stress connection talk that you did with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I, I like I could talk about this all the time. So um, I really, I feel really grateful to be able to chat about it tonight. Yeah, it's evident. Okay, we do have one question coming in. Thoughts on beauty counter products? Okay, so I guess she means over the counter. Yeah. Uh, no, so there's a, the company beauty counter. Yeah, so I've, I've personally have never used any of their products, but I've heard really great things. Um, they are, you know, fairly clean. They're great. Um, but again, if you are able to check it, double check it on that skin deep database, I'm pretty sure it is on there because I have looked into it for um, a few people. Just double check it and see what the rating is um, and kind of go from there. So key thing is just being, you know, an informed consumer. Take a look at the ingredient list, what's on the bottle, what's on the product um, and, and look into it. But beauty counter, I'm from what I remember, it is it is pretty good. It is pretty good. I don't know if that was the best answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Not knowing any conditions yeah. um, and things that people are having. So just in general, yeah, I think um, that was a, that was a good answer for that product <laughs> specific. Amazing. And anyone, yeah. if it, no one else has any questions, um, it has been such a pleasure to host you, Dr. Olivia Lung again at Avena Health Clinic. If you like this video, please subscribe to either my Instagram channel or my YouTube channel where this replay is going. And um, yeah, again, thanks, so again, thanks again so much. And uh, I'm sure we'll just off of this conversation and off of all the interests, 
that we've gotten. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot more with Dr. Olivia. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me.